I'm J.J. Hawley. I'm the President and CEO of the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce, and welcome to another episode of Between the Trees. We'd like to thank our production sponsor, Woodlands Online, for helping us put on this event. And today I have the pleasure of welcoming Mayor Rich Wheeler from Shenandoah to thank our you, program. JJ. And welcome. Thank you for coming today. No, man, I'm excited to be here. This is a, this is a neat deal. So I've, I've watched a couple of these. And uh, in fact, I think you'll Jay, be our best episode. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You had Senator Crichton on last. <laughs> he did good. And uh, yeah, that's a tough act to follow. Um, I, I did notice that I was kind of far down the list. <laughs> it took a while to call me, but I haven't seen Gordy Bunch no, on here we, yet. We've been, we've been sending you letters. They <laughs> oh, got yeah, lost in the they, mail. They got lost in the mail. <laughs> My Zoom meeting no, invites. No, no <laughs> digs to our, uh, our, 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 our fellows at the, uh, the post office. Yeah, that's there, right. You know. No. Uh, no, I noticed you hadn't had Gordy Bunch on here yet, so I'm going to call Gordy and tell him, say, hey, I made it before you did. You, you call and tell him <laughs> that. Uh, I'd like to eavesdrop on that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> See how that goes. Well, uh, tell us a bit about yourself and how you got involved in the, uh, the politics sure. of Shenandoah. Wow. So um, I can tell you exactly how I got involved. So July 26 of 2011, I remember the day we moved into the city of Shenandoah. Mm -hmm. uh, we lived just down the road and our, uh, our oldest son was three months old. Mm -hmm. So um, we knew we were starting a family and we needed a bigger house so we ended up moving into Shenandoah. And it was probably the, a day or two afterwards that uh, I got a knock on the door. And I opened the door and there's a police officer standing at my door. And I thought, what did I already do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I've been here for two days. I've been here for two days. They're already coming to look for me. <laughs> so he hands me a, uh, a flyer and he says, hi, my name is Mike. Uh, here's a little bit about me. Here's my business card. Here's my phone number. This is my cell phone number. And if you ever need anything, you have any problems, anything yeah, you need to call, uh, feel free to call me. Wow. And I thought, I have my own police officer. I have made, <laughs> I have made it. <laughs> and so... Uh, so anyway, we were so incredibly impressed right off the bat with the city that yeah. a couple days later, um, we found out that they needed some help doing the, the, with the Civic Club newsletter. Mm -hmm. And so my wife and I volunteered and didn't know. Started contributing up, right off the bat. Right off the bat. We just, you know, we said, okay, we know we're going to raise our kids here. And if yeah. we're going to raise our kids here and, and right off the bat, we, we like the small town feel of it. Uh, we love the fact that, you know, police officers show up at your door and introduce themselves and yeah. you see them out in the neighborhood and the streets and um, mm -hmm. they have that, you know, they had these community events that we heard about. And mm -hmm. so I told my wife, I said, you know, if, if we're going to raise our kids here, then we just got to get involved. Why not? I, I didn't know it was going to end up meaning get involved and be the mayor. <laughs> yeah, you kind of took that to the next uh, yeah. level. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just sort of slowly progressed. <laughs> you know, when it comes to, uh, as, you, as you probably know, you've had enough guests, when it comes to uh, local government, um, once they get their, their claws in you, they just keep sucking you in. That's true. <laughs> and That's the more true. work you'll do, the more they'll give you. <laughs> and, and thank you for that, seriously, oh, no, I, because it, it takes a, a lot of guts to put your name on a ballot. No matter what race, no matter what party, no matter what affiliation, to uh, uh, put yourself out there and do the work that you do. So thank you for representing Shenandoah. I appreciate that a lot. Um, however, it doesn't so much take guts for me. Take guts takes guts for the the family of those people on the ballot. That's true. You know what what most people don't realize is it's not just about that person on the ballot. Mm -hmm. There's a whole other group of people behind them, and sometimes it, it even goes past that. Sometimes it's coworkers. Oh yeah. Uh, friends. Yeah. You know, I get I constantly get phone calls or emails. Hey, I, I saw you in the paper. You know, <laughs> like, 
I quit reading the paper a long time ago. <laughs> no telling what comments you'll get from yeah, this, just, uh, this little deal today. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. <laughs> Somebody will, you know, burn my name. In. <laughs> we made a joke. We should have been wearing green ties today just to yeah, mess yeah, with our green dude, screen. Mess with me. Yeah. <laughs> Blend in a little bit. <laughs> well, there is a ton of stuff going on in Shenandoah. Yes. Uh, a lot of commercial interest, a lot of commercial growth. And uh, glad to see that happen because that's great for the whole county. You know, we know the county's going to yes. continue to explode with population. We're about 650,000 right now. That's right. We'll be at about a million, all the projections say, in about 10 to 15 years. So obviously a lot of issues around transportation. But a lot of that is because yeah. of the commercial growth. So what is, right. what's going on that you see? So you named it, right? I mean, one of the biggest things is transportation. It's, mm -hmm. it's uh, traffic mitigation. Um, I think right now we have 400,000 people uh, traveling up and down I-45 daily. Wow. Uh, coming south, 240,000 of those people dump off into the woodlands. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Research Forest exit had the biggest percentage of that coming south. I want to say it was like 60%. I, I can attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> so when you think about how many people we have flowing through this area and yeah. into this area, uh, for a small town like Shenandoah, where we only have you know less than 5,000 residents, uh, we have to act like a really big city because mm -hmm. we have you know 400,000 people traveling through our city because we straddle I-45. Yeah. And then you have you know a couple hundred thousand people, let's say, um, exiting into our city at some point. Wow. It's a really, yeah, it's a really uh, interesting dynamic for a small town like us to try to manage. So how do you uh, specifically think about research in I-45? Because mm -hmm. uh, probably everybody we know goes through that uh, yeah, I, two or three times yeah, a day. Yes. <laughs> uh, how does the city of Shenandoah work with the other entities like uh, the county and TxDOT oh in relation to managing yeah. that traffic? Uh, let's see. So last Because there's been a lot of changes to that. Uh, there's a, there's, it's continually changing. Yeah. Um, uh, it's funny you say it. Last, literally last week, I was sitting in Commissioner Nowak's office mm -hmm. um, about talking about that intersection. And while I'm sitting in Commissioner Nowak's office, I get a text message from Commissioner Riley. <laughs> yes. So um, it's, you know, it is on all of our minds constantly. Mm -hmm. And so we work with TxDOT, we work with, you know, that intersection is split by three different commissioners. You have Commissioner Metz on the east side, uh, the northwest corner is Commissioner Riley, and the southwest corner is Commissioner Nowak. So you have wow. three different commissioners that have jurisdiction over that intersection. You have a city, uh, Shenandoah, that has jurisdiction over the intersection. And then, of course, you have the county and TxDOT. So there's a wow. lot of people, a lot of stakeholders involved. A lot involved. of moving parts. Yeah, a lot of moving parts. So when you're trying to get something done, you've got to go through a lot of different channels, mm -hmm. and you're asking for a lot of different funding sources. Mm -hmm. um, and so right now, we are trying to improve that intersection to try to help get some of that traffic flowing through there a little bit better. Uh, our first project on the on the docket that we just got through discussing is probably going to be um, adding storage for that right-hand turn lane on Research Forest when you turn south. Mm -hmm. And then we're also going to try to see if we can carve out a dedicated uh, lane when you turn onto the feeder road so it's dedicated and you kind of merge into the traffic. Um, so it's Again, TxDOT, the county, commissioners. It's not you know, easy. It's not easy. <laughs> uh, thanks for that work. I have seen firsthand the, the work come to fruition and the improvements, and it really helps, Thank especially you. with the U-turn, the uh, entrances from uh, I-45 yes. onto research, making it that through lane so that yeah. anytime you don't have to stop and look, and, and it makes it safer. It does. It makes it safer. And listen, the biggest thing is um, we have watched businesses over the years um, 
for lack of a better term, just not be able to make it on research force. And I finally mm -hmm. came to the conclusion, it's because, so my day job, I work at Hughes Landing. Mm -hmm. And if I have to leave Hughes Landing at lunch and go down research forest to get to I-45, not as much right now, mm -hmm. but let's you know rewind a year ago, yeah. uh, it could take you 30 minutes mm -hmm. to get you know over into that sort of Portofino shopping center just That's from Hughes right. Landing. And so I have to think that there are a lot of people that wanted to go to Culver's for mm -hmm. lunch or Lenny's mm -hmm. or or you know, Good Company or whatever, yeah. and thought, ah, I don't want to fight that traffic on research though. Mm -hmm. And so and there's a lot of competition. So there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of great restaurants in the Woodlands mm -hmm. area. We happen to have 47 of them in Shenandoah. Yes, and they, you do. They do spectacular. <laughs> um, but uh, I have to think that if we could alleviate some of that traffic, not just for the residents, but for people that we want to come in and spend money, mm -hmm. it will help everybody. It'll help the residents, mm -hmm. it'll help the businesses. And so that's a constant goal, is try to get rid of some of that traffic. Well, sales tax is a huge part of any municipal budget. So the more you can encourage people yes. to go to those businesses, the better off your budget is, and by extension, your residents are. Yeah, and so that's a great point, because for us, it's a huge portion. We have almost 60% uh, of our revenue comes from sales tax. And obviously, as you know, mm -hmm. a lot of that comes from uh, restaurants. Mm -hmm. And we need that because we don't operate, again, we don't operate like a small 5,000 population city. Yeah. Uh, I think the state of Texas says per capita, you need about one police officer per every 1,000 uh, residents. So we would we would no. be operating at about four or five police officers. And that's not going to work. That's not going to work when you have 400,000 people going through your city. That's so right. um, I think the last time, the last number I heard, and it fluctuates daily because like uh, we had uh, one of our employees that was uh, leaving to go start a family. I think we had 28 uh, employees in the police department. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So far above the per capita mm -hmm. uh, you know, requirement. And when you think about the weighted cost, you know, when you think about benefits, you That's think about right. uniforms, you mm -hmm. think about equipment, mm -hmm. uh, police cruisers. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we absolutely need that sales tax revenue. We have wow. to have it uh, just so we can provide a safe environment, not only for us, but for the entire region, because that traffic's not always stopping in Shenandoah. A lot of times it's going through and coming to the woodlands, going to mm -hmm. woodlands businesses, mm -hmm. uh, you know, wherever in this region. So, And, and we're very fortunate in this area to have a very safe in oh my environment. Our, yeah. our, our criminal justice efforts with the city of Shenandoah, with Sheriff Rand Henderson, yes. uh, with the constable's office. He made it on here before me, didn't he? No, he didn't. Oh, he didn't? No, okay. he didn't. You can hold that over Rand. <laughs> I can get that over Rand, That's too. Right. But it's it's really important how uh, collaborative our, yes. our community is because there's a lot of, like you said, a lot of moving parts. So that's a great point, too, because we do. We all talk mm -hmm. a bunch. Um, and it's not just, uh, and it, listen, when it comes to uh, police activity, it's not so much me. That's mm -hmm. our uh, our city administrator, Kathy Ryer, yeah. um, our chief of police right now, Troy Dunlap. Mm -hmm. uh, they are constantly uh telling me about communications they had with the county yeah. um, or with the woodlands you know we do a lot of uh, we do a lot of um, sharing if you will with mm -hmm. services between the woodlands mm -hmm. uh, whether it be fire whether it be police and so because we it's funny I used to make the comment um, that there are a couple things that don't know where city limit signs are uh, Flood is one, you know, That's flood right. waters are one of them. Uh -huh. uh, traffic is one of them. And unfortunately, criminals don't know where city, <laughs> city limit signs are. So they don't care if you're in Shenandoah or the Woodlands. Uh, uh -huh. They're, you know, so we're all kind of in this together. Yeah. So it's, 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 been, it's been neat to get to know all of those folks around the area. 
And what are the boundaries of Shenandoah? Because we know 5,000 mm -hmm. population, fairly small, but yep. uh, but it's still a pretty good size area and some really you know prime real estate in Montgomery County. So we have about a mile on either side of I-45. We straddle mm -hmm. I-45. We go over to Woodforest Stadium, about mm -hmm. where the railroad tracks are. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, we come over to Grogan's Mill. And, uh, and then we go from, on the north side, we go from uh, that amazing spaces slash Metro Park Square, uh -huh. which is, an, we can talk about that in a minute because that's an amazing oh, piece of property. And then all the way south, we actually go to about Medical Circle Drive we have Saltgrass Steakhouse, and we also, believe it or not, have uh, Guadalajara. Oh. And I don't know how we got Guadalajara because if you look at the if you look at the city limits, it kind of snakes down the feeder uh -huh. road, and then all of a sudden, just boop, Guadalajara. Well, somebody was interested <laughs> in having some good Mexican food, I guess. Yeah, well, because we don't have any in Shenandoah, right? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but tell us about what's going on with Metro Park Square because that's been another oh, yeah. big development yeah. just blown up in the past, really, what two, three years? Um. Yeah, about four years. About four years ago was in 2016. I think was when it really started uh, it getting underway. I've had so many um, meetings and communications with uh, Daniel Moon, which is mm -hmm. he is the son of David Moon. So I didn't know this. I thought there was a Sam Moon. Mm -hmm. I, so, but uh, actually, Sam means three. So it's Sam is the three moons. I didn't know that either. So it's I assume there was a Sam Moon too. So it's David Moon. And then his two sons, David Jr. and Daniel. Really? I didn't know that. And I met Mr. Moon when they did the uh, grand opening for AMC Movie Theater. And just an incredible man. Yes. Incredible man. Great, great family. Uh, great They're family. They're very impressive. And I told him at the time, I said, you know, when people ask me about the moons, the only word that comes to mind is honorable. That's just the word that comes to mind. They're just a very honorable people. Mm -hmm. um, but so anyway, so I've had a lot of interaction with Daniel Moon. Great guy. Just a great guy. And had a great vision. Unfortunately, the last you know six months has taken mm. a toll on Metro Park. Just like well, yeah. and and they had their struggles getting up and running before that even because you've got wetland mitigations over there. Yes, um, you you had Entergy uh, had some issues because of the wetlands getting mm -hmm. power to them at one mm -hmm. point. So long story short, they didn't get up and running as fast as they wanted to. Mm -hmm. May have been a blessing in disguise, right? Because um, with the with the hit that retail has taken over that little time period, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it may have been better that they weren't knee deep into it. But there, mm -hmm. it's a great property. It's going to continue to be great. And uh, and actually- Some of our favorite things, new things oh are right gosh, there. Yeah. Black Bear Diner is right there. You mentioned the AMC. AMC movie, Dave, Dave and Busters. Now that's I mean, fun. Yeah. yeah that, we gotta get those guys back open. Uh, look, know. look, how proud am I that we have Dave and Busters and main event. That's right. Both in the city of Shenandoah. You I mean, Come to Shenandoah for entertainment. Come to Shenandoah, yeah, you yeah, you, yeah whatever, we've got it all covered right there. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, our retail sales tax was actually up year over year last month. That is amazing. Yeah. So we're. It, I listen. Every every indicator I see, by the way, is and in, in pleasantly, you know, surprised yes, yes. that we are seeing recovery. People are wanting it's to get up. back out, trying to do it in safe, responsible ways. Sure, yeah. uh, but it's it's tough to, uh, you know, how do we get out of where we are? It's, well, you said this deal. in the last in the last uh, Woodlands Online that I wasn't in because uh, somebody else got here before me. I understand. <laughs> I'm going to keep giving you a hard time about that. Would you so, pull that out a sec right here? <laughs> so, no, you said, I'm not going to call this the new normal. Correct. 
And I love that because I keep mm-hmm. hearing that it's not mm-hmm. the new normal. No. This is a blip in time. So I am mm-hmm. a firm believer that people are built for community, right? We want to be around each other. We yeah. want to interact with other people, not through a computer screen, but yeah. in person. And so I think we're starting to see some of that. I think we're starting to see some of people saying, hey, I'm ready to go out and see people. I'm ready to go out and go mm-hmm. do my business face to face. And for a long time, we were really worried about this interwebs thing, right? Taking over commerce. Yep. I think what's going to happen through this is I think we all realize there's a time and a place to do business over the internet. Yeah. But really what I want is I want to go build a relationship with somebody and do business with mm-hmm. them on a repeat basis. I want to go to that brick and mortar store. Mm-hmm. I have uh, We have some friends of ours that um, own a shoe store uh, called Walking Tots. Not mm-hmm. in the city of Shenandoah, I mm-hmm. wish it were, but it is in the Woodlands. Um, and, uh, and they were starting to gradually see a crunch on their business because of online sales, right? Through this, they're mm. starting to see sort of, hey, people are com- people want to come back in the door. Yeah. People want to come back in the door, and they want to actually build a relationship with yeah. somebody that they're going to do business with over the next mm-hmm. two to ten years. Because my kid's going to need, you know, progressively need more. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, but listen, I have a two-year-old at home. We, you, you buy them shoes like every two months. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it's like you can look and watch their foot grow. Uh-huh. <laughs> so oh, I'm starting to see your toes now. This is your yeah, first right. Need a new pair of shoes. Do we have any hand-me-downs from yeah. the other kids? <laughs> <laughs> so, but people want to have relationships, even in business. Yeah. And yeah. and so I think we'll actually see our brick and mortar stores in this area do better when we get out the other side of this. I am glad to hear you say that. I'm in complete agreement. Yeah. I, I think that people uh, now more than ever appreciate that local presence, right. that personal interaction right. and getting at it. There's a, And like you said, there's always a time and place for online. I mean, I, I do online stuff. That's right. We all yeah. do. But there's... Uh, there's still a big chunk of our market that still needs to be face-to-face yes. retail. People still like to get out and that experience. You don't want to be cooped up in your house. That's right. Yeah. All day, every day. You know, and and there are some things where you want to talk to somebody and and you want to get some you want to get some expertise from them. You know, they do that That's for right. a living. They you, know their product. Yeah, they know their product. You'd kind of like to talk to them a little bit about yeah. it, and it's hard to do that online. So yeah. I close that chat box every time it pops up. I know I can't stand the, uh, the chat <laughs> because box. that's not the person behind the chat window anyway. No. <laughs> Uh, so tell us how has uh, how has the city of Shenandoah's experience been through COVID? Because I know it's yeah. changed. It's not the new normal. Right. It's it's a blip, uh, significant blip. But so starting in March onward, kind of how have you guys seen your operations or yeah. things different in the city? Wow. So in March, um, we tried to take a measured approach. We didn't panic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were very measured right at first, um, but much like a lot of folks in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we realized that, hey, this is going to be a significant impact on certain communities within our city, then we started, um, you know, having to implement more and more, uh, you know, safeguards, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so we did. We had to shut down City Hall for a little bit mm-hmm. uh, to, to, you know, in-person person traffic. We changed up our council meetings just a little bit. They mm-hmm. kept, they kept put. I'm, I'm the dinosaur. They kept trying to get me to go to Zoom meetings. I said, no, we're gonna, we're doing those live. We'll just socially distance and be smart about yeah. it. Um, you know, we, uh, we made sure that our, our residents for our seniors, uh, mm-hmm. that they were taken care of, including we have a couple communities. Mm-hmm. We have a um, Sunningdale apartment homes, Oak Haven, some yeah. areas like that where we, we made sure that they were a little bit, and we were in close contact with the hospital, obviously, mm-hmm. with uh, 
with Memorial Hermann. So we, yeah, Memorial Hermann's in the Memorial Hermann is, is in the city of Shenandoah. Yep. In fact, they are going to be putting a sign on the side of their new parking garage that says Shenandoah. Terrific. <laughs> yeah, good people. That's great. <laughs> Josh Urban, was uh, yep. he, he was the one that helped us with that one. Good. Um, and I noticed he hasn't been on here yet, so uh, correct. I'm, I'm ahead of Josh Urban, correct. too. <laughs> and so... You're not uh, like you're keeping score or I'm anything, I'm not keeping Rich. score or anything. <laughs> And so, so um, anyway, uh, yeah. So we did. We and our residents were so good about it. Our yeah. re we we didn't have a single situation where we had to uh, get onto our residents or, or anything yeah. of that nature. They were they were so proactive and so responsible. And so we all went through the time period, right? We all did what mm -hmm. we needed to do. And candidly, we all started after a period of time. Started saying, okay, like you said a few minutes ago. What's our exit strategy now? Yeah. At some point, we have to come out the other side of this. And so we mm -hmm. have, we've, we've started phasing, and we followed, we've been in lockstep with the county uh, and the mm -hmm. state. Um, mm -hmm. th there were a few things at the state level that I, you know, I'm being a trooper and I, I, I'm, I'm following orders, but there were yeah. a few things at the state level that I, I didn't necessarily understand, but um, there are going to be things you don't always understand, right? You mm -hmm. just have to question. And so, but we've been in lockstep with the county, with the, with our region, mm -hmm. and everybody has done their part in our restaurants. Oh my gosh, our restaurants have done such an amazing job. I don't know if you noticed. The restaurants heard, responded as, as well as they possibly in, could to a, an incredibly challenging yeah, environment. I was amazed at like overnight, they, uh, they all just kind of on their own put up mm -hmm. these pop-up curbside tents. Yeah. And it was amazing to watch the efficiency with which people could pull in. Free market get their might food. work sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. Where there's yeah. a will, there's a way. Where there's a will, and and we luckily haven't lost any restaurants in Chano. Yeah. Now we have a couple That's that good news. haven't opened back up for business yet. Yeah. Good Company Barbecue hasn't opened back up yeah. yet, um, but it's attached to Good Company, which is which you know Cantina, which is open. So. Yeah. They'll be coming back. Um, yeah, Cantina's doing well. Cantina's doing well. They've had a pop-up chicken place as well. That so the pop-up chicken place is actually Killens. Yes. Oh, and, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. That's right. And and they're back open. Killens yep. Steakhouse is open. They're uh, they're doing well. And in fact, they are about to open up a barbecue. It's probably what you're thinking. That's they're about to open up a barbecue yes. place yep. mm -hmm. where the old Culvers was. Yeah, um, which I'm excited about because Killen's Barbecue is really good. Good Company Barbecue is good too, but Killen's Barbecue. Yeah, we got a lot of good barbecue yeah, we'll, places around here. We'll have here. a nice. Yeah, we, we'll have a. We can go one day a week and, and uh, <laughs> take up a whole month of barbecue places. Between barbecue places and Mexican food, you can. We're you covered. Can, yeah, we're covered. And listen, that a doctor won't be happy the, with. Yeah, us, we'll I'm about to say the COVID-15 won't have anything <laughs> on what barbecue and Mexican food can That's do to right. you. Um, but yeah, so our so our restaurants did an amazing job right off the bat. Um, Sam's and Home Depot mm -hmm. got mm -hmm. incredibly busy, and they did an amazing job of managing that traffic flow. Home Depot was crazy for Home Depot was crazy for still a while, is. and still, I guess people are bored. I guess mm -hmm. they have time to do stuff around the house. Yeah. And I wish that I could say that I'm that, uh, you know, oh, I don't ingenuity. Have a, I don't have that <laughs> That's gene not either. Me. No, no. <laughs> I figured out how to do more work. Uh -huh. I <laughs> and, love you, that, but I've got to go yeah. to the office. Yeah, Sorry. I got to go to the office. I got to yeah. go. I, Zoom call. Got to go uh -huh. to a Zoom call. <laughs> so I'm. Yeah, I'm not Mr. Fixer Upper around the house. It drives my wife crazy. I know it does. Uh, sorry, honey. Um, she's better at it than I am. Uh -huh. And uh, but yeah, Home Depot got got really. And so did Sam's though. Yeah. I thought Sam's was interesting because people were preparing 
all through COVID as if it was like one extended hurricane. They really were. <laughs> it was almost like that was the only disaster we knew and understood. So that's how we, yeah. we, we wanted to do yeah. something. Everybody wants to do something when an emergency happens. Yep. So we're going to fall back to what we know. Go so load up on as many up on... boxes of mac and cheese as you can get, right? That's right. Because <laughs> they right. last forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, ramen, uh, mac and cheese, and Pop-Tarts. That's right. And toilet paper. And toilet You're good paper. to go. The, the, the toilet paper went crazy. I don't understand the toilet paper thing yet. But anyway, but you're right. That was our frame of reference for yeah. hurricanes. Yeah. Um, and speaking of hurricanes, I know we all were okay in this area for the most part. Um, thoughts and prayers to all the folks out there in, yeah. uh, in Southeast Texas and Louisiana. I think I was, uh, I was on call yesterday, I believe it was, with Sally Rayner, the CEO and president mm -hmm. of, you're probably on that call. Yes, she does a great job does a great updating job. us on what's going on. Um, 32,000 people still in that area, I think, mm -hmm. that we heard without power still. So um, we're back to normal here. We mm -hmm. almost kind of forget that there was a hurricane. Those people yeah. haven't forgot there's a hurricane. And, and, uh, and I'm glad you brought up energy as well, that uh, uh, it, it amazes me the just the army of people that they oh my gosh. they they put towards an emergency and get it in and get yes. it out and then uh, there was a transformer that blew in our neighborhood the that's right uh, a couple of days ago Sunday right. and they were right on that as well so not only are they taking care of all yeah. the disasters still taking care of the the normal day to day because that's yeah. going to happen the local stuff the too. normal stuff those guys were right on top of it yeah. uh, the fire department caused a fire they oh, I didn't they know responded that. Oh, wow. it was a grass fire they responded immediately. Yeah. But it's something where, uh, and, and to your point, we're not out of the woods yet from a power no. reliability perspective no. because so many transmission lines are still uh, not operational. Six out of eight, I think she said. Yeah. Yeah. So we're down to two transmission lines when normally we would have eight. So yeah. I've been posting on my Facebook page and telling people, hey, you know, let's be smart about our power consumption. Yeah. If we can at least all it's not hot what, out right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. At least it's not 100 degrees. <laughs> Yeah, don't run your AC. Just week. turn your AC off for a little while. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and yeah. that's the worst part. Hurricanes always come when it's the hottest outside mm -hmm. and we lose power. Mm -hmm. and, and everybody's like, we just had AC. Every, you know, I could make it through uh, this. Uh, but Energy is doing a great job. Yeah. I, I will say that I'm, uh, I'm thoroughly impressed with them. Um, on that point, though, uh, there, are some, there are some local folks in the area who are taking donations yes. uh, because they do still need supplies out there in southeast Texas. So if you mm -hmm. have extras... If you feel the need to donate, please yeah. uh, do so. I know Gallery Furniture was taking mm -hmm. donations. I think Interfaith is taking donations. Um, they're, they're, you can look, look online. You'll see a ton of people that are. Yeah. Uh, I can remember, you know, when we got hit over here, yeah. uh, they were helping us out. You That's know, right. Think about Louisiana. Think about the whole Cajun Navy thing. Are you kidding? It was, it was crazy. Yeah, anything that we can send over there kind to of help restores them back your, out. When you read Facebook and social media and see all the vitriol oh, yeah. and stuff, but then you see something like that happen, and it kind of restores your faith a little bit. You know, yes. I mean, every now and then you lose sight of, of how great of a culture and great of a country this really is mm -hmm. because we see some of these dividing topics. Yeah. Uh, but the reality of it is when it's crunch time, mm -hmm. everybody just sort of puts down mm -hmm. their swords and picks up their shields and says, let's yeah. go help. And, and gets their John boat out and yeah, starts it's working. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, it does. It really does restore your faith in people yeah. So and, and our, our country and our cultural in general. That's true. So, we're, yeah, we all have our differences. I, I love mm -hmm. differences personally. Well, it'd be pretty boring with it, we're yeah. all the same. My council members, I know they get so frustrated with me, council and staff, right? Because I'm devil's advocate. I always play devil's advocate. Uh -huh. I'm a firm believer that if you can attack a problem from multiple angles, you don't just come up with a solution. 
you come up with the best solution. Yeah. And you know yeah. this from being in business. Mm -hmm. uh, in business, if you just take the first solution, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you get a 10% gain in production, but maybe you left 15% on the table yeah. because there was a better solution that you mm -hmm. never uncovered. And so I'm a big fan of, I'll kind of agitate the conversation a little bit uh -huh. just to get them to look at every angle. And I know it drives them crazy. And I, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> and it drives my staff, my city staff, even crazier. But I really feel like since I don't get, a, see, as, as a mayor, you don't get to vote. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so I don't that's get to true. vote. Yeah. So I feel like my job, since I don't get to vote, is mm -hmm. to make sure that we vet all the other you know, scenarios and then we come up with whatever the best solution but, is. And that's a really good point, because sometimes, I, you know, uh, reporting in the chamber, you have a board, mm -hmm. you know, the city have a city council, mm -hmm. kind of the same thing. Since mm -hmm. I get frustrated with, oh, okay, why aren't, you know, let's make a decision and run with it. But uh, I constantly have to try to, I don't do a good job at it all the time, <laughs> but I constantly try to, uh, uh, you know, try to check myself and go, hey, you know what, this is the best thing for the community, yep. this is the best thing for the chamber, yep. uh, uh, people are not here. Uh, just twiddling the thumbs, they're here yeah, because right. they care and they're taking part and it, it, yeah. it means something to them. So you'd much rather have the questions yes. and the give and take yes. than you would to have, and what if you had a board meeting or a city council meeting and nobody showed up? Unfortunately, we have that sometimes. Yeah, and, and yeah. that doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. So it's you good want to have people in the room yeah. talking about it. Yeah, you want involvement. In fact, yeah. um, I love, uh, we do town halls. We did one, mm -hmm. we did a town hall meeting now, just a couple of weeks ago, and, and I wish more people would have shown up than, than what showed up. Yeah. I love town halls because you can really have some good interaction back and forth. Yeah. And you get all sorts of opinions and ideas, mm -hmm. and the, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Um, because at the end of it, what you think is, is even if you're still back at what that first solution was, you're like, okay, but you know what? I feel like we validated it now. We've explored like all we've the explored options. explored all the options. This really is the best. This really is the best, and we proved it. Yeah. Or... Sometimes it's, wow, that's a really good idea. We need to dig deeper into that one, yeah. you know? And so, I, yeah, you got to have as much involvement as possible. And so that's, that's our jobs, right, is to agitate the conversation. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and, and people already get mad enough at me as it is. It's okay. It happens. <laughs> yeah. Not like I'm it's an elected position. I'm right yeah, I'm used to it by now. <laughs> well, uh, as we wrap up, is there anything else you want to mention about Shenandoah? Anything else we should know? No, just, you know, I think the biggest thing about Shenandoah, I get asked this question a lot, is what makes Shenandoah unique? Yeah. Um, what makes Shenandoah unique, I'll start there, is we, we do have that great commercial corridor, all the restaurants, all the big box businesses, uh, all the small, uh, if we want to call them boutique businesses, mm -hmm. like up and down Portofino and mm -hmm. Research Forest, uh, a great hospital in Memorial Hermans. So we have mm -hmm. all this uh, really, really cool um, urban commercial uh, you know, um, amenities, if you will. But then we also have this really neat small town charm yeah. where we have police officers that show up at your door yeah. just to say hi and I love the themselves. Christmas celebration. The lighting that, of the angels. Yes. yes, I love it when y'all come to that. Please yeah. keep coming. Yes. Um, we do an Easter egg hunt. We do a Halloween safe streets. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we do um, a 4th of July, our own little 4th of July parade. Mm -hmm. And we take part in the Woodlands 4th of yeah. July parade as well. Um, so we do a lot of uh, small community events so that we can keep get, letting our neighbors know each other, know the yeah. city staff, know the police department. And that's, so, that's really a vehicle to get people out and get yes. them to see each other and get to yes. know each other. Well, yeah, because your your neighborhoods and your communities are safer if, if everybody's watching out for each other. 
um, you know, a police force, even a police department that's made up of 28 people can mm -hmm. only do so much, mm -hmm. right? There's only so many people working at a given time. Mm -hmm. They can't patrol everywhere. We no. need the residents to be the sort of that, you know, that watchdog themselves mm -hmm. as well. So yeah, we want everybody to be looking out for each other and taking care of each other. So that's the one thing I'll say when people ask me about what makes Shenandoah unique. But here's something that I think most people don't know about Shenandoah. And maybe it wasn't always this way in the past, but I think uh, the last several years, especially with current staff and mm -hmm. current council, um, I've really seen a big change in, and in, in current residents, um, we're a good neighbor. Yeah. You know, we really, we really do take part in what's going mm -hmm. on in our region, our county. Mm -hmm. We have a, we have several groups that are active in the county. Mm -hmm. um, we interact very well with Oak Ridge, with the Woodlands, mm -hmm. with Conroe, mm -hmm. uh, Magnolia. Um, mm -hmm. we, uh, we really have a lot of good communication between all of our county commissioners, mm -hmm. um, you know, you name it. So I think what Shenandoah really strives to be right now is um, a good city for the residents that live there, mm -hmm. and a good neighbor for the people in the area. I don't think you can do any better than that. We can always do better. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's a great, that's a great goal. It's the that's old Vince Lombardi thing, right? We're going to chase perfection knowing full well that we'll that's never true. achieve it. <laughs> I just remember Vince Lombardi saying, this is a football. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he had a lot of great quotes. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for what you do for our, for our area. Thank you for representing Shenandoah. Well, and, and thank you for representing our businesses. Yeah, you're a great partner Yeah, with, we, with we, us. Uh, we absolutely you. need your voice out there, so we appreciate well, it. We'll do all that we can. <laughs> so thank you for being here. Thank you, JJ. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate and it. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Between the Trees. Uh, again, my name is JJ Holly. I'm the president and CEO of the Woodlands Area Chamber. And we'd like to thank our partner, Woodlands Online, for producing our program every week. And we'll see you again next week. Thank you. Thanks, everybody.